Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges, and joining us today, we have a swimmer, a swammer. Uh, she's currently a coach. She's currently the social media manager for Arena, and she was on the Alaskan Airlines flight, one of 177 passengers um, where they had a, an emergency and had to emergency land that flight. Um, to, so to talk to us about her experience in the air as well as in the pool, today we're talking to Emma Vu. Emma, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, definitely been a crazy past 40 hours, past weekend, but um, hanging in there and knowing that I am going to take proper precautions to try to get life back to normal. Let's just start there. Um, it's been like you said, this happened Friday night. Um, it's now Monday afternoon. You've you've been on two flights since that Alaskan Airlines flight that I'm just going to give our listeners some context that they don't know. On Friday, Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 Chet made an emergency landing in Portland, Oregon after a door-sized hole broke off of the body of the airplane. Uh, and, and again, Emma was a passenger on that flight. You were headed down to Southern California. Since then, you've been on two flights. Uh, so it's been, you know, you, you, you traveled a lot this weekend um, just without that incident. But how are you right now? How are you today? I know you just got back home to Portland. Um, so how do you feel like you're processing all of this? Um, I think it's hard because it comes in a lot of waves. And I think like certain feelings come up if I see something like, for example, um, a lot of my friends are sending me like the articles of myself or like pictures that they saw me on TV. And I can't even watch that. Like, I'm, you know, like literally thinking all the time about how that happened to me because it still doesn't feel real. So I think processing it is like such a big task on its own to even recognize like, yeah, that happened to me um today was like chill morning and then yeah i went to the airport and now i'm back home i'm happy to be back home but i have to travel again in a week so i mean so that's like the biggest surprise to me uh, as <clears throat> i you travel for work i travel for work like as someone who uh again we're on the road a lot um mm -hmm. And again, you had this experience and then the next morning got on a flight was what was getting back on an airplane like after that experience? Yeah, I was really like nervous, honestly, but I think I just had to like fight that kind of with logic and be like, okay, this already happened to me. The odds of it happening again are very, very slim. So I was just reminding myself of that. And um, yeah, the reason I was going down was to visit my friend and my boyfriend and his family. So I knew I really wanted to do that. And I didn't want to just kind of be at home instead and thinking about what had happened to me. I knew that like for me personally, I needed to um, leave. Yeah, absolutely. And then just uh, so going back to this um, the, on Friday night, can you describe just 
again, you were going to, down to Southern California from Portland, visit your friends and, and boyfriend and his family. Um, can you describe what happened or your experience on this plane as, as this door-sized hole was eventually ripped off the plane and then the plane had to land back in Portland? Yeah. So for me, I was asleep because we're on the tarmac for a little bit because they were de-icing. So I fell asleep. I didn't even know we took off, honestly, but I was awoken because of the turbulence, like the feeling of the plane dropping. And I knew it was different than any other situation I've been in with turbulence because the masks had came down, like the oxygen masks. So that's when I knew we were in definitely a different kind of situation than just regular turbulence. Yeah. Um, and then once the, once the plane was landed, um, can you just describe the, the process that you were taken through, um, to get on a new flight, I think with the next morning, but also just how, I don't know how people act in that situation because it's so rare. Yeah, definitely. I think first. Um, a lot of people just like instantly got up, like they just wanted to get off that plane, which obviously don't blame them at all to then they were responded with, um, the attendants and pilot. I'm not exactly sure, but they were like, everybody like sit down, remain calm. Um, we're going to do a head count. No one can leave yet. And then the paramedics came on board and they were, um, helping anyone who had injury. And I'm not really sure, um, what the injuries were, but I know a couple of people needed attention from the paramedics. Um, so yeah, it was definitely very frantic trying to get off the plane. And then once we were off the plane, we were directed to guest services for Alaska. And it was a really long line. Like I was in the first third of the line, I want to say. And it still took an hour to two hours to get to the front. I I know I've been in some lines for rental cars that have that have taken a long time. But I mean, I you never think about a full flight of 177 people. Yeah it's, that's a lot, right? A long line. Yeah. Um, and just in the article that, um, that our Anya Pelshaw wrote, um, when she talked to you as well, um, I, I couldn't believe how connected you were to swimming throughout this whole experience. Um, so if you could take us through that perspective, just again, during the experience, do you feel like swimming played a role in your reaction when this was actually happening? Um, I would say somewhat, I think, um, as you know, like swimming is such a mentally demanding sport. And so a lot of times, like we as swimmers have to take like control, like hundred percent control of our thoughts, because that is such a big outcome of how your race will turn out. So, um, I think a big thing that like flipped the switch in my mind and it kind of like reminds me of swimming, I guess, is like seeing the flight attendants bring out oxygen tanks to, um, like people who needed it and were like hyperventilating made me think like, okay, like that cannot be me. Like I can't need an oxygen tank because I'm a healthy 21 year old, like externally. So yeah, I think that, and then just, yeah, like I am connected to swimming, like through arena and then through coaching part-time as well for the old club I used to swim for. So I feel that every time I meet a swimmer, like they're so nice like you already know them kind of thing there's like this connection and so after getting off the flight and being in the guest services line it just happened to be that the guy next to me had grown up swimming and we only talked about it because he said that he either went to or almost went to rcc riverside community college which is near where i went to school and i was like oh that's so cool like did you do any sports 
because oddly enough, one of my co-coaches at TTSC um, swam and played polo at RCC. So I knew they had a swim team and I was just asking to see the small chance that he was a swimmer and he was, um, played water polo too. So it was just super crazy um, in that moment. And I think it made the time go by so much faster because we could just talk about swimming and that makes me like super comfortable to talk about versus that traumatic event that just happened. Um, then on top of that, yeah, the next morning getting my flight rebooked to Burbank and I show up to the gate and I see all these arena bags. It was just like kind of like a sign, like of comfort, I guess, to me. It was like, oh, like, that's so cool. And I just saw they were part of the Oregon All-Stars team and I got to talk to them a little bit and I had a bunch of arena stickers in my bag, so I gave it to them. So it was just nice to like do that and not um, think about, I guess, the traumatic event that happened and the fact that like they don't even know that happened to me. I'm just this person who works for arena and can give them stickers. So that is super great. Um, going through a traumatic experience, right? It's like you want to normalize, you want to kind of put it behind you. And, and it's also really hard to process. Um, but that's, I'm curious. So was there an all-star meet this weekend? Yes. I feel like I should have a better answer for you. I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> it's California. Cause when I landed in Burbank too, I saw a bunch of other, um, swimmers. Gotcha. It seems like about the time to have an all-star meet so that, that, uh, that makes sense, but that's super cool that, you know, that swimming was with you the whole way. Um, and, and your mind was not only automatically able to to have those reactions in the moment, but afterwards, you know, you, you got to normalize and process with your people, uh, which is, which is swimmers. Um, so that's very, very cool to hear. Um, and first and foremost, so glad you're okay. Um, kind of just going back to processing this event now and today, um, going through an experience like that, do you, do you see things differently at all? Or, or do you think you're going to take any steps that you may not have taken before this experience? I think I'll definitely pay more attention to the little safety um, kind of intro that they give you before your flight starts. Because like I've flown so many different flights and I can say like 100% honesty, it is so rare that um, like I can pay attention for the whole time because I don't know, you just hear it so much that it's like, okay, whatever. And you always think, okay, well, nothing's going to happen to me. But even like today on my flight, I was thinking more about like everything they said. And yeah, everything was executed in the way that they explain it in the protocol. So um, yeah, definitely paying attention to that. Secondly, I think just seeing um, people with more empathy and like compassion, I guess, for me, um, ever since the flight incident, I've had to mute and restrict my social media because I just got some like really nasty comments, really insensitive comments too. And even some of them, I can understand like, oh, they're trying to be funny in this moment, but you have to understand like the person posting this is doing it like, like it's fresh to them. And like, this is their life. And this is a small joke that you're making in this moment, but maybe they're not ready to like hear that yet. Or maybe eventually they'll get to a point where they can joke about it, but um yeah I think that was big and it was just like I don't know it's crazy how many people like found me so quickly I guess in like that social media experience I like love doing social media you know for arena that I've only had positive experiences on the internet really and so this is my first time kind of seeing the flip side of that which is an unfortunate turn of events 
as the result of an unfortunate event or a you know a scary life-threatening event um so foremost i appreciate you being here i appreciate you being willing uh to be open about this and just discuss it because i think people will appreciate hearing your perspective on it but yeah, it, I, I think that's something that you don't normally think about when an event like this happens, that you have people wanting to capitalize on it, and uh, it's it's not a very good feeling. So I'm glad that you were able to, like you said, mute and block the, the, the messages that aren't benefiting you or, or helping you get, get through this um, right now. Because uh, the negative side of the internet is weird. And if you ever <laughs> need to expose yourself to it, just go to our comment section, you know? <clears throat> I've seen a few. You've I think they're on mine right now, to be honest. So <laughs> They're, uh, you know, they can, be, they can be good. They can be funny. But sometimes they're quite the opposite. So <laughs> it can be a real mixed bag on Swim Swim. But again, we appreciate you being here today. Um, Len, and let's turn this conversation to swimming, which, as you said, you swam in college. Uh, you competed at the University of Laverne in Laverne, California. Uh, it's crazy to me how many colleges there are, Southern California colleges there are just in like the greater Los Angeles area. Oh, seriously. How, I'm, I'm just curious, how did you end up at Laverne out of all of these different colleges, which I'm sure all of them have uh, swim teams and pools yeah. as well, right? Right. It's Southern California, of course. Every college has a pool. Um, so I found Laverne because um, I was like my junior year, I think, and I uh, was captain of my swim team at Tigard. And I was like, oh, like I can't imagine this ending like after high school graduation. Like I want to keep swimming. And so I know I wanted to go D3, and that was for sure the best option for me. And uh, I started with my high school coach and I was like, hey, like I want to swim in college and I'm thinking like West Coast. And he was like, oh, like my friend is the head coach at Whittier College, which is in the same conference as Laverne. The weird thing is the head coach at Whittier College at the time that I spoke to when recruiting is now my boss at my club. <laughs> so we ended up coming back to Tiger Twelfth Swim Club. He um, is from the Oregon area. And then. I graduate and I'm like, I would love to work for you. And so here we are too. So crazy story, but essentially I ended up visiting Whittier and um, picked Chapman and Laverne as well to visit because they're in the same conference. So I did it like all in like spring break, I think one of the years. And when I stepped on Laverne's campus, I really liked it. And the coach went just above and beyond during my recruiting trip beforehand. She set an itinerary of like, this swimmer will pick you up at this time then you'll have lunch and then you'll go see the pool and then like we'll meet with this professor so I thought that was really cool just the level of effort and I'm super detail oriented so the fact that she matched my energy was awesome uh so for for high school swimmers kids even parents who might be listening right now you said that d3 you knew that that was the best option for you um which I love I love hearing what made that that can you can you dive into that a little bit what made it the best option for you yeah um I think because I I swim club like year round from the ages of eight to 15. And then um, since that was yeah through my freshman year of high school, I just realized like, dang, I don't get to hang out with my friends as much as, you know, 
most people my age do. Like, I really don't know if I can swim this whole year round daily doubles thing. And like the pool isn't um, in my city. It's like the next city over. So even though it's not like, you know, our commute in the morning, just like that extra time of getting to the pool. I mean, yeah, from pool to the school and like your hair's wet. And I think it really got to me as a 14, 15 year old high school girl. So I ended up just swimming high school. And it was awesome because I still stayed friends with all my club teammates and we all raced against each other kind of thing. So I realized that I really enjoyed having swimming just to focus on from November to February in Oregon is the season. And then outside of that, I could do other things. Like, for example, I tried being on the tennis team and that was super fun and something I don't think I could have done if I stuck with club swimming. So, yeah, that's how it was a good fit for me. I wanted to go swim D3 because I knew that I could do a bunch of different things along with swimming. Which which I think is really good for some people. And uh, I love that you not only had that opportunity, but allowed yourself that option and allowed yourself to have other things outside of swimming, uh, but still had swimming and still had a relationship with swimming. And look at you now, you're still involved in swimming in several ways, <clears throat> which is awesome. Uh, including you coach for a club in Oregon, as well mm -hmm. as, again, you are the social media manager for Arena. Um, so you told us a little bit about coaching and how you, the circle of which through, <laughs> through which you got hired, um, what made you want to coach or, or, and, and how have you, and how have you thought of it so far? Yeah. Um, what made me want to coach was when I was younger, I actually always kind of wanted to be a swim coach. Like it was kind of like a side dream job, I guess. Cause, um, I knew I wanted kind of like typical, I guess, eight to five <laughs> kind of job. And, um, but I was like, Oh, like how would I fit coaching? into my schedule if I have like, you know, like some kind of corporate job. So it worked out that arena really let me like have that opportunity. But a big factor I'll say is that one of my teammates I grew up with on the club is also a club for this or coach for this club. And he's been coaching for a while. And every time I'd hang out with him during break, he would talk about how much he loved coaching and like funny things the swimmers would say, like the little age group swimmers. And I was like, dang, like, I think I could be a really good coach. Like, I was wanted to coach when I was younger. I think a lot of that motivation comes from thinking of like things my coach would make us do and be like, oh, like if I was the coach, I would make this so much better. So um, yeah, I've just loved the experience so much. I'm really close with the swimmers, not only in my squads, but the other squads. So they've been a huge, huge support during this all. Like their parents have reached out to me. They've reached out to me. It's just like a super fun environment and I, don't know, I feel like age group swimming was some of like the best years, like most fun years of my life. I don't want that to sound like I peaked in elementary school, but it was just so much fun. And I want to help create those memories with um, the next generation of swimming. Absolutely. I mean, I think those are obviously foundational as well as the most fun, right? I mean, it's like before you're really working hard um, mm -hmm. and, and that can be fun as well, but you know, you're playing your, the, the games to practice ratio time is the highest it's ever going to be at that point. I mean, how do you, not, they don't know that. Right. How do you, <laughs> how do you not have a, a ton of fun with that? Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's so great that, uh, you're able to go, what age group do you coach and how big is the club uh, team? Our club is on the smaller side. I'd say definitely under 200 swimmers. 
Um, yeah, it's always been smaller since I've been on it. And I coach an eight to 10 year old group and then like 11 to 14s. So some of my 10 and unders are like getting their first state cut. They're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like so exciting, which it is exciting, but it's just like crazy that they have no idea, you know, like the huge world that could be out there for them swimming wise. I feel like every swimmer knows the exhilaration of getting that first cut, right? Of yeah. Whether it's whatever meet your LSC has, you know, that's we called it division ones, I think, but you know, the LSC champs, the mm-hmm. state cuts, the JO cuts, whatever it is, it's like everyone remembers that first cut. Um, yeah. That's, that's an excitement that I think is pretty paramount and, and, uh, it, it's like at the cornerstone of, of swimming excitement for age groupers. No, for sure. And I try to like, let them know too, that this is a big deal. Like I'm so hyped for them. Like I'm jumping up on the side of the pool deck. Like I want to be that coach that like they remember as someone who made swimming just so much fun for them. Like I'm just so hyped for them. And I always tell them there's no expectation of like getting a state cut, but if you do, it's just like, you know, awesome. Like what a great experience to keep swimming at a higher level. Absolutely. I, and that's, thank you for being a positive impact in that way, because I full heartedly believe we shouldn't have expectations <laughs> for 10 year olds. I mean, right? we could have this, we could have this, um, conversation for professional athletes, even however, mm-hmm. uh, for, for little kids, we don't need to put expectations on them. Definitely. We just, we want them to have fun, which it sounds yeah. like your group is doing a great yeah, job. They're having so much fun. I <laughs> sometimes make them go fully underwater, you know, dolphin kicks and they do it better than my 11 to 14 year old group. It is <laughs> insane because they're just having fun. Like they just think like, Oh my gosh, what a crazy competition. Like, <laughs> but if I got on the pool with them, I feel like they would literally kick my butt. I don't think I could go as far <laughs> as that. It's amazing. That's, yeah. that's, that's great to hear. Uh, and as uh, so then, as you mentioned as well, your day job, I also, I want to give you kudos for saying that coaching is the dream side job, because I feel like it, it really is like, it doesn't get better as a side job than coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always felt like it was a great, just like side thing to have because you, you go to your day job. It, that can be kind of cumbersome sometimes. It can be boring sometimes. It can be good sometimes. But then you go, coach, you hang out with kids. <clears throat> they're having fun. You, you know, give them, give them workouts, maybe play games with them. And like, it, it is a great way to end the day a lot of the time. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like it keeps me like active too. Like, I've just realized how many steps some coaches get going back and forth, like around the pool deck. So, Yeah. It's been fun. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And so then again, your other job, you are the social media manager for Arena. How'd you get involved with Arena? Um, so honestly, crazy. Same kind of deal as the recruiting story to coaching. Um, got involved with Arena because I actually swam with the general manager at a summer job I had. I worked at this like kind of like country club fitness center and I spent with the master's team just to stay in shape and because it was before my shifts and then one day my boss brought in an arena speaker and I was like what the heck like how do you have an arena speaker <laughs> like what a weird thing to have you know and she was like oh you know that guy you swim with in the morning like he's a general manager of arena and I was like oh my gosh like I've always wanted to work with arena like that's just so crazy so 
yeah, I just think if you get connected in the swimming community, there's so much to offer. Like you really don't know who is connected to who. Like this is just a little master swim team in the morning and the general manager of arena swims on it. I hope he doesn't get embarrassed. I shared that. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is crazy to me how many stories start with, Oh, well I was swimming masters and I met so-and-so I, you, you'd be, if you don't know this listeners, you'd be amazed at how many prominent figures in the swimming community, prominent athletes, prominent business people yeah all swim masters yes yes it's crazy i remember just like meeting some of these people on the team and then looking them up on linkedin and being like whoa like this is crazy and i also think it's because of the price point that the fitness clubs are set at that you know like you have to pay an additional fee for masters and stuff so these people obviously can afford this kind of lifestyle so you're gonna meet some high level (laughs) that's a great point uh, the, where I swim masters, I think maybe a cool thing is that I think it's like one price to, to be a member of the athletic club that is, it is at, but then like, you can just pay the separate masters fee mm-hmm. to, to only go swim masters, which I think is what a lot of the masters swimmer that's there do. But I know in Austin, in Southern California and in, in other big swim cities, if you go to a master's practice, you are bound to meet someone oh, whose what? name you already know or whose work you are already familiar with. Uh, so that just always, it never ceases to amaze me. But so you, so you started working with Arena through master's swimming. And what has your experience been like working on that side of the sport? Um, So much fun. So much fun. I like can't even... I don't know, describe to you like my favorite parts because I just feel like I this was my dream job. Like in high school, uh, whenever like I would get posted on arena because they've kept the arena team Tuesday tradition for like years back. And I remember being posted on an arena team Tuesday with my high school team. And like arena didn't even reach out to us to post that picture. But we were so hyped. We were like, oh, my gosh, we're on arena. And I think I've been on it twice when I was in high school. And so. I always thought to myself, like, dang, I could be that person one day. Like, I ran my high school swim Instagram and then my college's swim Instagram. And so I've always, like, loved social media and kind of building a community. Um, That was, like, my biggest part in running both of those team Instagrams was, like, I showcased everyone. Um, I tried not to, like, not include anyone, especially, like, because in high school, I know the JV swimmers kind of felt like not included. So it makes me think of that when I run the arena Instagram, like I want to feature everyone. Um, Yeah, it seriously is my dream job, like (laughs) post-grad. That's, that's so cool. Um, I can relate because I've, I, my dream job post-grad was my current position with Swim Swam. So to close out this podcast, um, Emma, you know, we've we've heard your origin stories about how you got into coaching, about how you got in with working for Arena, but any advice that you would give the high school swimmers, college swimmers out there looking to stay connected to the swimming community, um, you know, after they're done with their high school career or college career, um, any tips that you would give them that have, have helped you along this path? Definitely. I think um as I just talked about like how I got my job with coaching and arena it's really all about who you know and I know everyone always says that 
but it is so true and especially in the swimming world because like I said like those two connections were made purely through swimming so it's so crazy to think about how small the swimming community really is like for example if someone reached out to me even like I would give them advice like you know a lot of swimmers I feel are very nice and we just feel naturally connected to each other so we're more likely to help each other out I think is a big thing I also think that um like really making time for your career development too like I know swimming very time demanding sport but if there's like even 20 minutes a week you can put on to like researching on LinkedIn people who like have roles that you would like or connections um yeah I just think the swimming community is really small so like utilizing those connections it's just crazy like every time I go to a big meet I'll text my college coach and my club coach and I'm like who do you know that's at this meet? And I just go and meet their connections and it already makes me feel way more comfortable. Or for example, like you're interviewing me and I feel more comfortable because we met at the US Open. So there's another one. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Like you would never expect who knows who or even small things I've done for arena, like photo shoots. And I'll just be talking to them. And then I never expect them to know my club because it's like a smaller club in Oregon. And they're like, oh yeah, like I know that club. and. Did you ever have this coach? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that coach was from like 10 years ago. How do you, but yeah. So swimming community, very small, very connected. Just talk to people, I think is what comes down to. I think that's great advice. I think, uh, yeah, it's it's obviously it, it has worked for you and congrats on that. And I hope it continues to be fruitful for you. Um, but Emma, once again, just thanks so much for taking the time to sit down and and give us your experience i know it's been a whirlwind weekend for you um but i'm glad you're doing okay and, and once again it was great talking to you thank you you too you've been listening to the swim swim podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.